Hello. Back with another podcast. It has been a while. It has been a while, guys. It's been a while. It also has been a journey. Um, Lately, I haven't been making any podcasts because I've been going through my own struggle. Spiritual battles, also physical ones, or more like spiritual battles. Let's just go with that. I'm not really dealing with anything physical. But temptation and other things of that nature. But I will not go on to that. The topic of this podcast is about getting back on track and understanding the relationship with God and man. Now, I had titled this because I was like, what should I even talk about? What, What is the reason I should come back? What what is there I can offer? So I wanted to start this off with Psalms chapter eight, verse four through six. What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angel, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his foot, under his feet. Now, this verse is requoted in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 6. But one in a certain place testifies, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him? O the son of man, that thou visitest him. Thou, thou madest him a little lower than the angel. Thou crownest him with glory and honor, and didst set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet, for in that he put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him, but now we see not yet all things put under him. So with this statement being, what is God is so almighty that he, what is God to to us? Like he is so high, he has created all things. And, and what? Now, if we observe nature in itself, all things were created for man's good. All things. I mean, like, nature-wise. Food and the air that we breathe, the animals that are here. is all good to a certain extent. Now, I will probably make this one short, but it's something I think about. And about... God says right here, what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. So that part, thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. So God created all things for our good. And I think about as a man, what is, 
what is my purpose? Things I contemplated recently, lately. I've been thinking like, what is my purpose? What what do I have to offer? What what happens when I have a kid? What can I offer the next generation? Whether it's wisdom and understanding, is it is it I work hard and I have money for them to go to college or what can I offer the next generation? And I look I look to God and I say I say in my head, like God, like a man, as a man, we you we strive for for the better of the next generation, and usually we get married and stuff. But God, right, He created everything for man's good, for for man's sake, and if we look at it, God is the Father of man. And we are his children, so he created all this for our good. But when we look at it, when we look at the Hebrews, the um the Israelites, the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the twelve tribes of Israel, they was they was ungrateful. They was ungrateful, even though God took them out of the land of Egypt gave them bread and see i've been reading psalms a lot lately i still and i've been going back and forth back and forth back and forth just keep reading the same thing over and over and i've been reading about how the lord's mercy endures forever the lord's mercy endures forever the lord's mercy endures forever and an example of this Psalms chapter 118, God's mercy. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good because his mercy endure forever. Let Israel now say that his mercy endure forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that his mercy endure forever. Let them that now that fear the Lord say that his mercy endure forever. So... And then we, I read through Psalms, and it talks about how God has, he helps the low, he helps bring out things. He helped Israel when they was in hungry, hunger in the desert, and they was traveling, that God provided them heavenly substance, bread. He gave them bread. He broke a rock. And the fountains of water came out of it. This is what he does for his children. And I, as a man, want to be a holy light and a, a guidance for the next generation. So when I have kids that I could be looked upon as a father with great wisdom, with righteousness and guidance. Because... I want to be a person that motivates and also to hand my children something that a lot of us can't offer. Like some some parents, you know, they have kids and they wasn't really able to offer them anything. Well, I'm talking about whether it's inheritance, whether it's funds, inheritance and things of that nature. But I also 
am conflicted about what if you have kids? What if I have kids and they are ungrateful of the inheritance and they're um disobedient or they're not um very understanding how hard I work to get to that point in life. Because as a young man that is only twenty years old and kinda still finding my way, like right now currently I'm looking into a trade and I'm trying to build myself up with knowledgeable with skills and assets where I can be used whether they need me during times like what if a point in, in this world where we're in chaos or we're in an apocalypse and they need me to help help in a situation and then they ask me what can I offer what can I put on the table well if I was a doctor I know that they would need me because who doesn't need healing now what if I was a carpenter maybe somebody will need shelter they would need me to build a house and these are the skills I'm I'm applying myself and trying to gain as a person where that job is not a job that everybody can have. Something that they may need me in. And I and I want to have a financial backing. And I know the most high will supply all my needs. But I think about, well, what if I have kids and I worked this hard and I made all this money and financial things and these kids will be ungrateful? Well talking about the subject about God's mercy and understanding the relationship with God and man is that God um let me I think it was in Psalm somewhere but it says that it says that a man um children is God's inheritance I'm gonna look it up for y'all and give it to y'all this verse so God says that children God says that children are are is his inheritance to us like we are given children by God and to experience to be a father is to experience what God feels about us so God has built the earth and all the substance in it whether the trees, the fruits, the plants, and he built all of it for man's sake, and so that we have dominion over it. But we see that Adam was Adam, the first man, was was disobedient to his father when he said, "Do not eat of this tree." But everything else you shall eat, but of this tree of knowledge you shall not eat. But man was disobedient, and we inherit that that sin that we are a disobedient people. So I guess my conclusion is that I really shouldn't even be worried that much about if my kids will be ungrateful because this is this is in our nature. But I can pray that um, my kids will come up to be good, good people and that I will hope to raise them that way to be.
um, a blessing in my life because I ultimately want to have a family. I want to have children and I would like to be happy that or after I worked for a good job, getting a good career and stuff, that kids would eventually be a blessing instead of being cursed. Because God also says that uh, a foolish son um, basically his father would be very unhappy. Like he would, ha- he would be unhappy that his son is not, is not his son is not smart. He's not wise. So, I would like to have a wise son. I will hope to raise him up to be a good kid, a good child. Whether it's a he or she, I mean, I have a daughter, and I would be happy whether whatever I get. But also, I just think that as human beings and and me being kind of off track lately and trying to get back and trying not to lose my way again, is that we have to understand that God, that God's his mercy and understanding God is that he is so high and mighty to look at the verse again to say, what is, let's look at it. What is man that thou art mindful of him? So like our position is that we are just dust. We, we are nothing to compare to God, but he is mindful of us. And, and, and it says, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son and man that thou visit him, what is, why does he even answer your prayer? Like we are small and lowly creatures for thou hast made, made him a little lower than the angels and had crowned him with glory and honor. See, God made this whole earth for us, but he didn't make it for the angels. And we know the angels have charge and power, but and I hope to understand by listening to this podcast again is that God's mercy does endure forever. And and if everybody agrees to that, I hope y'all repeat it to yourself that God's mercy endure forever. Hallelujah to that. And I pray for anybody that's listening to this will be blessed and to achieve greatness in the power of God, whether you save anybody spiritually or you do good things, walking in the path of light and having God as your lamp. And like, cause I am trying to get back on this path and talking about God definitely motivates me to do better as an individual and person walking in this life because things can definitely be worse and as I read Psalms I was I think it was David saying how the dead cannot the, the dead cannot praise God and I think like as long as I'm alive I still have a chance So, 
welcome back. Welcome back. So understanding the relationship with God and man. Seeing everything I went over last time. So God's inheritance to man was the earth. The whole earth. And plots of land to be um, given to families of the earth. And I said, you know what? I want to make a part two. So uh, this is what I want to welcome y'all back to. Understanding the relationship with God. And basically kind of like part two of what I was talking about. So I said basically that what it is... I started off last time with Psalms chapter 8, verses 4 4 through 6. What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. Now, last time I was talking about, like, kind of worries about, you know, like, what I want to give to my children. But I went and listened to it, listened to um, the podcast again, and I said, there's one thing I forgot. And two things I definitely want to put in, in this one is that understanding that that our inheritance from God was the earth entirely. If y'all didn't get that, was the earth is God's inheritance to us. The animals, the fruits, the plants, the um, the air we breathe, kingdoms that are built here on the earth, it was given to us. Now, I was like, I talk about the worries and the under and and about that thing about oh what if my kids are ungrateful and they don't understand how hard I work to bring things into fruition for them to have great things and it's something like my dad my dad always explains to me that Oh, y'all have it easy. Like, I'm pretty sure anybody that's listening a little bit younger or not have been younger but have parents, your parents always reminded you how they didn't have it easy. Well, when we think about it and we be ungrateful, we're we're putting ourselves, we got to think about it. That's how kids are going to be. And not only that, that's how God was when he he put everything into motion, when he created all the fruits and creatures and plants, the sea, the sky, like from all the way from Genesis, back from when he created the sun and the moon, the light and the darkness, the earth and the ground, the sea and the sky, all that he created. And because also the Bible says, he is the beginning and the end, and the end of the beginning, meaning there is no end and there is no beginning of the Most High, for He always was. 
But it's like, God knows the future and he knows everything that's going to happen. And, and the same thing, that's why he knows what's good, because he's seen man already do it. And I think we we forget that how much God put in in this earth for us. We don't think about that, like how how God put everything to be out for our good and he created it. But we still ungrateful. I'm still ungrateful myself. I'm not talking about everybody else. I'm talking about myself. For there is other people that's ungrateful in this earth, but I'm talking about myself for sure. Is that we're ungrateful. God put everything on this earth to be good for us. And we, here I am talking about, oh, I think that what if my kids don't understand? Well, God probably thought that same thing before he even put put the first man, Adam, on, on this earth and said, they don't know how much what I got to do. I hope the kids like it. Oh, what if the, the first kids don't like this? So I'm going to make this thing and I'm not going to make that thing. I'll make this one thing for their good. And then it's like, here we are, 2021, and we passed BCE. It's been like so many years on this earth. But I don't I don't think the earth is that old, but we ain't getting into that. That's another topic for a different day. But it's like, do we do we ever think about how God felt, how he felt like, dang, these kids are ungrateful and they don't know how much time I put on making this earth. When we read a book, we read this book and and the, the word was revealed to Moses when he wrote Genesis and it was implemented in the Bible. We read it and it was like, oh, God created the earth. He created the heavens, the skies and the seas. He created the fowls of the air. And the, and the creatures in, in the sea, and he created the beasts and all the creepy things of the earth. Then he has created man. Now he let man, Adam, created in God's image, personally himself. So he's the first man, probably look closer than, to God than any other man be, because he's the first. And that being said, it's like, he, he let him name all the animals and name all that and gave him a garden for him to be be a um, overseer of and just have all things gathered to him where some people in this world do not have food, no water, no shelter. They don't have clothing. They don't even receive love. But Adam was received all these things, love, um, shelter, food, water, all the things that could supply a man for all his needs, for him not to worry about what what it is for tomorrow. For God, for, for what was it when God said that in Psalms that, even Solomon in all of his wisdom wasn't as great as this um flower or something where it was just basically explaining like how like how like the beauty of creation and the birds and stuff like at the birds don't have to worry about 
what they shall eat or, or what shall they call because God says that he supplies them of all of, all for their needs but it was like Adam was us we are Adam we are Adam so when we think like oh I wouldn't have done that I wouldn't have done that but we do what Adam does on a daily basis and then we say I wouldn't have done what Adam did if I had all this stuff right but how much God got to give you? I mean, you. does it mean that we need to have everything for God to not, for us not to do certain things? If everything is perfect, why do we, like, we do what Adam does on the daily. And the understand is, if an asexual creature gives birth right, and I always thought about it like this. If an asexual creature gives birth, what happens when the asexual creature ha- gives birth? The asexual creature gives birth to a, another version, and it's like a clone. It's like a copy. It's something you learn in science. So an asexual creature gives birth. That means they don't need a male or a female. They give birth to a creature, a copy, a copy, like a carbon copy of themselves. So they give birth without a partner. So when they do that, they have the same genetic makeup. Now, understand this, and I'm putting this into context, and I hope to get people to understand whoever may be listening to this. But a carbon copy of themselves, so they have the same genetic makeups. And what genetics does is carry history. So... It has history, so basically they that that's them. They had another, they had their self, so they potentially kind of immortal. So, when when man has a, like a non asexual creature has kids, they basically take the history from both parents. That's what, so you get you get twenty you get twenty three chromosomes from both parents, and then that combines to make one new child. So where I'm getting where I'm getting at is that basically we are Adam and we are Eve. Like every woman is Eve, every man is Adam. And we're constantly as we live on this earth, we are tempted what Adam was tempted of. And Eve is tempted whatever Eve is tempted on. Every woman for it's in our DNA. Doesn't make it an excuse because we look at Yeshua and he was born of a woman but spiritually born of the father and born in the immaculate concession that that he was he was done dead um perfect, perfect in the sight of the Lord. Now the thing is, we should never push away from what Adamson is like. Being like being young and naive, I said I wouldn't done what Adam did, but it's things I see myself doing that I'm caught up with. Adam probably, what God would be like, oh, don't eat this forbidden fruit. So when God says do not sin, we going back to not from eating that forbidden fruit, whether it's a fruit spiritually. Or metaphor, the forbidden fruit is the other way. 
and the other way is death. Just like God says, or Yeshua said, the Son of God said that the the way of to life narrow is the way to to the gate of heaven and broad is the way that leadeth to death so going for metaphorically for the forbidden fruit that God said not to eat is sin and once you do any of that sin you dare you are damned to the point where you already did what Adam did. So saying I wouldn't have done what Adam did is you already had done it when you sinned the first time. When you sinned the first time, you became Adam. So to say I wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't have done this because everything is given to me or, or, or making excuses like that is we have to understand that we are Adam. We all are Adam. And it's like, that's like when, and the best thing, because I'm not even using Bible verses, but I'm just going off of things of the spirit and of what God. It's like God's intentions when when the, the woman was about to get cast stones and they was going to stone her for a sin. I think she was a harlot or whatever. They was going to stone her. And Yeshua said to the um the people that was going to stone this woman, do not stone her for, uh, I mean, um, whoever cast the first stone shall not have, like, sin, basically, or, or just, like, he who had not sinned cast the first stone. So, if you have not sinned, don't throw the rock. So, what happened was that crowd that was surrounding this woman about to throw a stone at her. They were sinners, so that, so when Yeshua said that he was not a sinner, and he said this to them, they they dispersed because they knew they was all sinners, and they looked at each other like, "Oh, we all sin, we can't do nothing." So they left. The woman was saved, but the point is, when we would say, "Oh, I wouldn't done with Adam there," "Oh, I wouldn't have done this," well, we are put in. We're put in the same thing as Adam did when you sinned the first time, when you lied the first time, when you stole the first time, when you done anything breaking up the Ten Commandments, you are there for Adam. So, and, and, and I'm not saying we need to worship Adam, but it's kind of disrespectful when I hear certain people talk down about Adam because Adam was the first man. He's not God, but we have to understand he is our father and one thing was we all like him ain't nobody here perfect that's why God's when people want to talk about oh let's not judge we shouldn't judge Adam because first of all we all done what Adam did and here we are we are his kids like that's what that's what I was thinking about and also inheritance understanding God's inheritance and understand um talking about kids when I was talking about oh my words about kids and I had that verse but I couldn't think of it um Psalms chapter 127 verse 3 to 5 low children are in inheritance of the Lord so God says that having children 
are a gift from the Lord. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his, is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. So happy is the man that have a lot of children. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. And and then there's another one that I, I will say about what I was saying before, but me leaning on my own understanding, talking about a career by itself and not emphasizing God, how God is more important than all of that. Because this is ultimately going to leave my where my life is going to go after death. And and talking about God's inheritance and how people not appreciate it. I think most of all, and what I read and what I just said is that I have to be more appreciative to God's inheritance to me. So I have to show God thanks before I think about, you know, how my kids or or if I have kids down the line to be like, um, what if they ungrateful? Well, the Lord says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. So I can't lean on my own understanding. That goes for anybody else. We can't, we can't make judgments on our own. And I want to listen to this podcast when I'm about to trip up and think, cause this ain't just for me. I mean, just for y'all or anybody. It's for everybody. Because sometimes we say things and we forget that we don't listen to our own advice. And and this is another one. Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. When God says that basically the earth was given to man. And that um, being fruitful was the gift that God gave to us. What is it? Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and remultiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So this was God's inheritance from the beginning, that God wanted us to multiply, to have children. See, the first blessing, and I think, I don't think I know, is that the devil wants to stop all of this. And... I've I've read I've read certain books and I um I think it was John Locke and he talks about um basically like having property and God um let me see. I'm gonna look it up real quick. But um I noticed how the devil is taking all all what God has given. So, so John Locke's about God-given rights. And I use John a lot because I learned it in school, and I think it's very important because when we think about God-given rights and what God has given to us already in understanding this, is that... So, 
I looked it up, and it's the Declaration of Independence. Locke wrote that all individuals are are equal in the sense that they are born with a certain inability natural rights. Now, we know during the racist time and during the time that these declarations of independence did not apply to black people due to racism, but I'm using this as um, a blueprint that it is rights that are God-given and can never be taken or even given away. Among these fundamental natural rights, Locke said, are life, liberty, and property. So life is something that we own. We own our own life to the point where we should control. I, I mean, money can't buy. Liberty. Let's look up the definition of liberty. The liberty of being free within society from oppressive restriction imposed by authority on one's way of life. And then property. So what was God's God's um gift to man? It said, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. So being fruitful was life. Have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. But what what was it? You know, um, but punish the earth. And then God said that basically, like how I spoke on how God gave us dominion over the earth. That is the property that we have. Earth. The earth. And there's many things, but see, the devil and his schemes is now taking away all those things. Life ain't free. We are not. We are not free. We do not have liberty. I mean, we're losing it, but certainly these things are not free. Property. Well, now we already see America. And the innocent, we understand all this stuff is hypocrisy because when you think about it, this land was stolen by another people. But I'm just talking about how if you own anything, now it can be given into the hand of the government. You ain't never going to be free. And the devil taking everything away. But but I don't want to get off topic. Thing is... Understanding God's relation, understanding relationship with God, and understanding who we are is understanding God. We need to have a strong relationship with our Father for all things to be put at peace. And I don't want to drag this on any longer. I just want to say thank you. God bless y'all. God bless my soul. And may anything. Anybody that was listening, I hope this has edified you and educated you on a few things, on some things you may have not known. And as I said, God bless and amen. All right. Take care.